Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. Well, this is the best football show. I'm your host, Brian Baldinger. At Baldy NFL. Find me Instagram, X, Twitter, uh, threads, you name it. I'm out there. Uh, I just got up for Red Eye. Uh, I was in San Francisco yesterday. And I, had a, I do this thing called uh, Baldy's Walk before the game. And I like to go down and talk to the players for hours before the game. And I, I saw a lot of different guys yesterday, both sides. Tristan Wirfs and Kalaja Kansi from Tampa. And, you know, talk to Debo Samuel and, uh, you know, Nick Bosa and Fred Warner. You know, but I ended, ended up talking to Brock Purdy for a little bit yesterday. And I'm just telling him, you know, like what I'm watching, um, you just it's just so rare. But, you know, he's just a very uh, nonchalant type guy. Nothing physical about him that really captures your attention when he shakes your hand. You know, he doesn't have big hands or nothing – Nothing that strikes you as like, this guy could be the best quarterback to leave, which he is. And yesterday, he proved it against a veteran defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He went out and he pitched a perfect quarterback rating, 158.3. You can look it up like in, uh, you know, there's 64 different characters that come up for this formula. But still, the, the last guy to have a perfect quarterback rating in San Francisco was Joe Montana in 1989. The guy was unbelievable. So just even the second half, where he was second, seven of eight for 169 yards and two touchdowns, including a 74-yard bomb to Brandon Ayuk against Jamel Dean. The throw was, a, I mean, to use the phrase, a drop in a bucket, it was a drop in a bucket. But still, like they say, well, he doesn't have an arm. He can't throw deep. He did all that stuff. But his throws in the middle of the field are second to none. These throws in the middle of the field are dangerous throws. You've got Devin White and Levante David with their hands up in the air in zone coverage. you got to thread the ball. you got to get it over their hands and in front of the safeties. It's not easy throws. And he did one to, to Kittle. He did two to Ayu. He got one scrambling up the middle and found Debo. Like, chunk yards. And he's the highest-rated quarterback in this league. And it's not, I don't even think it's close right now. Like nobody has ever, and he's played 18 games, including the NFC Championship game in Philadelphia, where he got hurt on the sixth play. He's 14 and four as a starter. Like enough of anybody saying he's a game manager. He's a product of Kyle Shanahan's system. It's nonsense. The guy flat out could play. And don't take it from me. Go ask Debo. Like, I asked, I asked these guys. I asked Debo. I asked Kittle. I'm like, how does he do it? Like, he does it every day in practice, Baldy. This is what he does. This is who he is. This is how he prepares. Because the week before, he hit Kittle on a 66-yard <clears throat> pump on the outside where he, you know, he pumped the free safety in Jacksonville. And he got the safety to bite. And then he didn't have any time to really follow through on the go to Kittle. That's all him. I, I asked him about it. I'm like, was that? What Shanahan wanted you to do, he wanted you to pump. He goes, no, I, I saw the safe, free safety. I thought he might bite if I really pump hard. He did, and he only had, hardly had any time to right, follow through and reload and get the ball down the field to Kittle. He was simply sensational. Let's face it, in San Francisco, there's two standards of how you play quarterback. And I'm not even including John Brody, 
who's a great quarterback back in the day. But, like, it's Joe Montana and Steve Young. They wear gold jackets for a reason. They win Super Bowls. They're the greatest of our generations. I'm not putting him in that category. It's 18 games. I'm not getting crazy. But, dang, if he doesn't remind you of Joe, the way he plays, his stature, he's not big. There's nothing. It's, it's crazy. He just knows how to play. He just knows how to play the game. He knows how to navigate the pocket. He knows how to buy time. He knows how to get out of harm's way. Um, he's been absolutely sensational these last two weeks. But he's been he's been sensational since he took over. It was ironic yesterday that his first start last year was week 14 against the Tampa Bay Bucks, And here his 18th start is at home again against the Bucks, And he carved them up both times. So let's go from Brock Purdy to a rookie quarterback in Cleveland, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Kevin Stefanski makes kind of the surprise move this week that he was starting a rookie, the fourth rounder out of UCLA, who started 40 games from Chip Kelly, played four games in the preseason because they played the Hall of Fame game. So he got a lot of reps in preseason. And back in week four, he played the Baltimore Ravens, and he struggled. Threw three interceptions, probably could have thrown a few more. Didn't look particularly good. But yesterday, in a defensive battle, and we knew it was going to be a defensive battle. I'm not a gambler. I don't bet money. I'm, I don't do that any of that stuff. I don't even play fantasy football. But I did tell my friend uh, to take the under in Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I mean, that's not a no-brain or anything like that. I mean, it's not revelation. Take the under. Well, here it is, 10-10, fourth quarter. And here comes DTR. They go down the field, eight plays, 43 yards, three first downs, four for four for 39 yards, four straight completions when they needed it most. I'm getting chills just thinking about it now. This kid, is, this is, he's a kid. He's in his second game in the NFL. He's going against the Steelers, T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Alex Heisman. They're all out there. Four straight completions. Like, you can't ask for anything more. I hope Stefanski just gave one game ball out. Hope he just gave out one. I don't think it should be diluted. Yeah, the defense was awesome. Miles Garrett leads the league in sacks. He was tremendous. Like, Jeremiah Wusso, Koromoa, Denzel Ward. Like, they were fantastic. I hope he only gave out one game ball. Hope he gave out one game ball, and I hope he gave it to DTR. He earned it. That's just the ice water, the, the moxie, the toughness, the conviction to make those throws. couple first down throws. Keep drives alive. It's fantastic. And then let's just go to what Russell Wilson is doing in Denver. Because this is two weeks in a row, coming down the field, finding Cortland Sutton for the game winner. This was phenomenal. Like, he goes 10 plays, 75 yards. They need a touchdown to win against a very, very good, very, very well-coached, Minnesota Viking defense by Brian Flores. I mean, they do so many things well. They challenge you in so many ways. They kept the Broncos off the board for basically 58 minutes. Held them to field goals, five field goals. But they needed a touchdown to win the game. 20 to 15, they need a touchdown to win. And Russell Wilson, like, it's just dink and dunk to Samaje Piran. He likes Piran on the field at the end of the game. He did it last week. Same thing, on the field at the end of the game. Like dink and dunk, he guys, Samaje knows how to find the cracks and the crevices of the defense. Russell just knows how to float it, including 
a fourth and three where it's just it, – it's all or nothing. It's do or die. And Russell Wilson extends these plays, keeps them alive, flips it to Samaje, they pick up a first down. Then the game winner. The game winner to Cortland Sutton, a seven cut out of a bunch formation, seven cut to the corner. There's the rookie corner who played well at a USC. Blackman out there, Mackay Blackman out there, played well. But Cortland Sutton timed the jump. He comes off his left foot and he just, like on a pogo stick, goes straight up, got two strong hands on the ball to come down with it in the end zone. It was just a fantastic finish. And then you can't talk enough about minute about Denver's improved defense. And really what, you know, what one of my favorite new players in this whole league is doing, Jaquan Williams. I mean, Jaquan right now is his, uh, his Twitter handle is Island two. And he's, his Island is really the, uh, the slot corner position. And on the opening drive, Kareem Jackson came and just thumped, all right, Josh Dobbs on third and one. Just thumped him, popped the ball loose. And here's Jaquan Williams taking the ball out of the air, you know. And then how about Jaquan on the interception of Josh Dobbs? He only made one of them, and it was Williams that made it, and that led to a field goal in great field position. You know, got him the ball to nine-yard line, nine-yard drive field goal. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable uh, performance by Jaquan Williams, and really the whole Denver defense. They're playing fantastic football. They've won four in a row. They're at 500 right now. They're very much in the thick of a playoff race. They're in second place to the Kansas City Chiefs, which gets me to tonight's game, a preview right here for Monday Night Football. I mean, the schedule makers just got this game right. You can't predict this stuff, but here it is. Both teams on 15 days rest. All right, both teams coming off a bye. Both teams with the best records in their respective conferences. Kansas City at 7-2 and two in the AFC and looking to win, I don't know, there was is it the 8th straight division title or the 100th straight division title? I'm losing track right now. But anyways, in first place at 7-2, and here's the Eagles at 8-1. One. one blemish against the New York Jets. And here they are meeting in a rematch of Super Bowl 57. If you go back and watch the game, I mean, the game plan for Philadelphia is what it is a lot of weeks. Just deep shots. Deep shots to A.J. Brown. Deep shots to Devontae Smith. And let's face it, without Dallas Goddard in the lineup, the ball's going to those two guys. And they're going to take their shots against a great secondary, against great corners in LeJarius Sneed and Trent McDuffie. They challenge you. Their safeties will probably play back. They'll, they'll try to defend the run and defend – uh, Jalen Hurts with their front seven, and they've got the talent to do it. And then on the other side, Patrick Mahomes is not having a Patrick Mahomes-like season so far, but they are 7-2. and two. Um, The numbers aren't great, except when he throws to Travis Kelsey, but I believe he's got to do more than Kelsey. We saw in the, uh, in the Super Bowl touchdowns to Sky Moore, you know, rookie, and, and then, you know, Cardarius Tony touchdown passes. They found ways to get the ball to the receivers uh, off a, a particular uh, motion that the Eagles really didn't figure out. And even if Kansas City wasn't in the right formation, Mahomes fixed it and made it work. That's what he does. He's a fixer. So it's interesting. I talked to Andy Reid last week about the second half where they came out and just ran the ball for over 100 yards, including the opening drive of the third quarter 
where it was Isaiah Pacheco right down the field. And Andy Reid just told the offense line, told Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, the whole group, look, Mahomes is he re-injured that ankle. I don't know how mobile he's going to be. Uh, that peer, The pass rush of the Eagles, 70 sacks in the regular season, is fierce. How about if we just win the line of scrimmage and pound it? And that's what they did. And they got back into the game on the opening drive of the third quarter. So what is it going to be tonight? Can Kansas City find a way to stop the tush push? Because the Eagles just extend drives and score touchdowns off the one play. Do they put Chris Jones on top of uh, Jason Kelsey tonight and just try to blow the whole play up? But regardless, this both these teams, it's going to be the highest rated game of the season. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman bringing the, the, the – uh, you know, the ESPN broadcast into your homes tonight, probably the most watched broadcast of the season so far, have record numbers. Everyone's going to watch this game. And I'm going to be here to break it down tomorrow from start to finish. It's 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 a prelude to the playoffs. It's a prelude to supremacy in the AFC and the NFC. If the Eagles win tonight and they go to 9-1, and one, I mean, they've got a commanding lead in the NFC East and in the NFC. But we know Detroit's hot. We know Dallas is hot. So nothing gets determined in week 11 on Monday night. Yet we have to watch this tonight. Mahomes and Hurts, like, going at it. It's going to be fantastic theater. Look, there's so much to get to uh, today after what we saw yesterday. Green Bay's big win, um, you know, at Lambeau Field. Jordan Love playing great. What Detroit did in the comeback against the Bears. The Bears up by 12 points to five minutes to go and they can't hold the lead, did Detroit win it or did Chicago lose it? We'll bring you all that tomorrow on the Best Football Show. I'm your host, Brian Baldinger. Thanks for joining me. I got more film to study here, a lot more to do today, all right, before I come back and join you tomorrow. But thanks for joining me. Follow me at Baldy NFL on Twitter, on X, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Threads, on YouTube. You can find me just about anywhere. I'm off the red eye. I'm just drinking coffee and watching football the way a lot of us would like to do it every Monday. Thanks for joining me. I'll join you tomorrow.